Long History Francis Drake's Voyage About the World, Part 11 Piracy in Chile and Peru Hello everyone and welcome to episode 11 of Long History's The Voyage About the World, a description of Francis Drake's famous voyage which took place from the 15th of November 1577 to the 26th of September 1580. The text we're reading aloud here was written by men who took part in the voyage, being created from the notes of Master Francis Fletcher, a preacher and others. For any new listeners, Long History publishes three episodes a week, containing snippets of ten or so minutes long from historical source documents. We're on to episode 11 now of this particular document, but they're all released in sequence, so hunt down episode 1 if you want to start from the beginning, and please subscribe to be notified of the release of further episodes in this series. In the previous episode, Drake and his remaining crew visited Valparaíso on the Chilean coast near to the capital Santiago. In this section, the crew make their way further up the coast, visiting a number of towns. The document somewhat sarcastically reports the crew meeting the Spanish and relieving them of the items they are carrying. The places visited in this episode include Zippo, which is today's Coquimbo to the north of Santiago in Chile, a place called Mormorena, which is near to today's Antofagasta, further north in Chile, another place called Tarapacá, which is further north still in the area of today's Iquique, and finally Arica which today has the same name. So here's today's episode, please enjoy. For this cause, December the 19th, we entered a bay, not far to the southward of the town of Sipo, now inhabited by the Spaniards, in 29 degrees 30 minutes, where, having landed certain of our men, to the number of 14, to search what conveniency the place was likely to afford for our abiding there, we were immediately decried by the Spaniards of the town of Sipo aforesaid who speedily made out 300 men at least, whereof 100 were Spaniards, every one well mounted upon his horse. The rest were Indians, running as dogs at their heels, all naked in the most miserable bondage. They could not come any way so closely, but God did open our eyes to see them, before there was any extremity of danger, whereby our men being warned had reasonable time to shift themselves as they could, first from the main to a rock within the sea, and from thence into their boat, which, being ready to receive them, conveyed them with expedition out of reach of the Spaniards' fury without the hurt of any man. Only one Richard Minew, being overbold and careless of his own safety, would not be entreated by his friends, nor feared by the multitude of his enemies, to take the present benefit of his own delivery, but chose either to make three hundred men by out braving them to become afraid, or else himself to die in the place, the latter of which he did whose dead body being drawn by the Indians from the rock to the shore, was there manfully by the Spaniards beheaded, the right hand cut off, the heart plucked out, all which they carried away in our sight. And for the rest of his carcass they caused the Indians to shoot it full of arrows, made but the same day of green wood, and so left it to be devoured of the beasts and fowl, but that we went ashore again and buried it, wherein, as there appeareth a most extreme and barbarous cruelty, so doth it declare to the world in what miserable fear the Spaniards holdeth the government of those parts, living in continual dread of foreign invasion by strangers, or secret cutting of their throats by those whom they kept under them in so shameful slavery, I mean the innocent and harmless Indians, and therefore they make sure to murder what strangers soever they can come by, and suffer the Indians by no means to have any weapon longer than they be in present service as appeared by their arrows cut from the tree the same day, as also by the credible report of others who knew the matter to be true, 
Yea, they suppose they show the wretches great favour when they do not for their pleasure whip them with cords, and day by day drop their naked bodies with burning bacon, which is one of the least cruelties amongst many which they universally use against that nation and people. This not being the place we looked for, nor the entertainment such as we desired, we speedily got hence again, and December the 20th, the next day, fell with a more convenient harbour, in a bay somewhat to the northward of the forenamed Sippo, lying in 27 degrees 55 minutes, south of the line. In this place we spent some time in trimming of our ship, and building of our pinnace as we desired, but still the grief for the absence of our friends remained with us, for the finding of whom our general, having now fitted all things to his mind, intended, leaving his ship the meanwhile at anchor in the bay, with his pinnace and some chosen men, himself to return back to the southwards again, to see if happily he might either himself meet with them, or find them in some harbour or creek, or hear of them by any others whom he might meet with. With this resolution he set on, but after one day's sailing, the wind being contrary to his purpose, he was forced, whether he would or no, to return again. Within this bay, during our abode there, we had such abundance of fish, not much unlike our gurnard in England, as no place had ever afforded us the like, Cape Blank only upon the coast of Barbary excepted, since our first setting forth of Plymouth until this time, the plenty whereof in this place was such, that our gentlemen sporting themselves day by day with four or five hooks or lines, in two or three hours, would take sometimes four hundred, sometimes more at one time. All our businesses being thus dispatched, January the 19th we set sail from hence and the next place that we fell with all, January the 22nd, was an island standing in the same height with the North Cape of the province of Mormorena. At this island we found four Indians with their canoes, which took upon them to bring our men to a place of fresh water on the foresaid cape, in hope whereof our general made them great cheer, as his manner was towards all strangers, and set his course by their direction. But when we came unto the place, as we had travelled up a long way into the land, we found fresh water indeed, but scarce so much as they had drunk wine in their passage thither. As we sailed along, continually searching for fresh water, we came to a place called Tarapaca, and landing there we lighted on a Spaniard who lay asleep, and had lying by him thirteen bars of silver, weighing in all about four thousand Spanish ducats. We would not, could we have chosen, have awakened him of his nap. But seeing we, against our wills, did him that injury, we freed him of his charge, which, otherwise perhaps, would have kept him waking, and so left him to take out, if it pleased him, the other part of his sleep in more security. Our search for water still continuing, as we landed again not far from thence, we met a Spaniard with an Indian boy driving eight lambs or Peruvian sheep. Each sheep bore two leathern bags, and in each bag was a fifty-pound weight of refined silver, in the whole eight hundred weight. We could not endure to see a gentleman's Spaniard turned carrier so, and therefore, without entreaty, we offered our service and became drovers. Only his directions were not so perfect that we could keep the way which he intended, for almost as soon as he was parted from us, we with our new kind of carriages were come unto our boats. Farther beyond this cape, forementioned, by certain Indian towns, from whence, as we passed by, came many of the people in certain boses made of sealskins, of which, two being joined together of a just length and side by side, resemble in fashion or form a boat. They have in either of them a small gut, or some such thing blown full of wind, by reason whereof it floateth, 
and he rowed very swiftly, carrying in it no small burthen. In these, upon sight of our ship, they brought store of fish of diverse sorts, to traffic with us for any trifles we would give them, as knives, marguerites, glasses, and such like, whereof men of sixty and seventy years old were as glad as if they had received some exceeding rich commodity, being a most simple and plain-dealing people. Their resort unto us was such as, considering the shortness of the time, was wonderful to us to behold. Not far from this, viz. in twenty-two degrees thirty minutes, lay Mormorena, another great town of the same people, over whom two Spaniards held the government. With these our general thought meet to deal, or at least to try their courtesy, whether they would, in way of traffic, give us such things as we needed or no, and therefore, January the 26th, we cast anchor here. We found them, more for fear than for love, somewhat tractable, and received from them by exchange many good things, very necessary for our uses. Amongst other things which we had of them, the sheep of the country, viz. such as we have mentioned before, bearing the leathern bags, were most memorable. Their height and length was equal to a pretty cow, and their strength fully answerable, if not by much exceeding their size or stature. Upon one of their backs did sit at one time three well-grown and tall men, and one boy, no man's foot touching the ground by a large foot in length, the beast nothing at all complaining of his burthen in the meantime. These sheeps have necks like camels, their heads bearing a reasonable resemblance of another sheep. The Spaniards use them to great profit. Their wool is exceeding fine, their flesh good meat, their increase ordinary, and besides they supply the room of horses for burthen or travel. Yea, they serve to carry over the mountains marvellous loads, for three hundred leagues together, where no other carriage can be made but by them only. Hereabout, as also all along, and up into the country throughout the province of Cusco, the common ground, wheresoever it be taken up, in every hundred pound weight of earth, yieldeth twenty-five s of pure silver, after the rate of a crown an ounce. The next place likely to afford us any news of our ships, for in all this way, from the height where we builded our pinnace, there was no bay or harbour at all for shipping, was the port of the town of Arica, standing in twenty degrees, whither we arrived the 7th of February. This town seemed to us to stand in the most fruitful soils that we saw all along these coasts, both for that it is situate in the mouth of the most pleasant and fertile valley, abounding with all good things, as also in that it hath continual trade of shipping, as well from Lima as from all other parts of Peru. It is inhabited by the Spaniards. In two barks here we found some forty and odd bars of silver, of the bigness and fashion of a brickbat, and in weight each of them about twenty pounds, of which we took the burthen on ourselves to ease them, and so departed towards Chowley, with which we fell the second day following, viz. February the ninth, and in our way to Lima we met with another bark at Arequipa, which had begun to load some silver and gold, but having had, as it seemed from Arica by land, some notice of our coming, had unloaded the same again before our arrival. Yet in this passage we met another bark loaden with linen, some of which we thought might stand us in some stead, and therefore took it with us. At Lima we arrived February the 15th, and notwithstanding the Spanish forces, though they had thirty ships at that present in harbour there, whereof seventeen, most of them the especial ships in all the South Sea, were full ready, we entered and anchored all night in the midst of them, in the Calao, and might have made more spoil amongst them in few hours, if we had been affected to revenge, than the Spaniard could have recovered again in many years. But we had more care to get up that company which we had so long missed, than to recompense their cruel and hard dealing by an evil requital, which now we might have took. 
This lima stands in 12 degrees 30 minutes south latitude. Here, albeit no good news of our ships could be had, yet we got the news of some things that seemed to comfort, if not to countervail our travels thither, as, namely, that in the ship of one Miguel Ángel there, there were 1,500 bars of plate, besides some other things, as silks, linen, and in one a chest full of royals of plate, which might stand us in some stead in the other ships, aboard whom we made somewhat bold to bid ourselves welcome. Here, also, we heard the report of some things that had befallen in and near Europe since our departure thence, in particular of the death of some great personages as the King of Portugal and both the Kings of Morocco and Fez, dead all three in one day at one battle. The death of the King of France and the Pope of Rome, whose abominations, as they are in part cut off from some Christian kingdoms, where his shame is manifest, so do his vassals and accursed instruments labour by all means possible to repair that loss by spreading the same the further in these parts, where his devilish illusions and damnable deceivings are not known. And as his doctrine takes place anywhere, so do the manners that necessarily accompany the same insinuate themselves together with the doctrine. For it is true that in all parts of America, where the Spaniards have any government, the poisonous infection of popery hath spread itself. So, on the other side, it is as true that there is no city as Lima, Panama, Mexico, etc., no town or village, yea, no house almost in these provinces, wherein, amongst the other like Spanish virtues, not only whoredom, but the filthiness of Sodom, not to be named amongst Christians, is not common without reproof, the Pope's pardons being more rife in these parts than they be in any part of Europe for these filthinesses, whereout he sucketh no small advantage. Notwithstanding, the Indians, who are nothing nearer the true knowledge of God than they were afore, abhor this most filthy and loathsome manner of living, showing themselves in respect of the Spaniards as the Scythians did in respect of the Grecians, who, in their barbarous ignorance, yet in life and behaviour, did so far exceed the wise and learned Greeks as they were short of them in the gifts of learning and knowledge. The events of this episode take place between December 1578 and February 1579. Drake and his men have been travelling for well over a year. The piracy that takes place in this episode is slightly obfuscated by the sarcastic tone used to report it. Here is one quotation. In two barks here we found some forty and odd boys of silver, of the bigness and fashion of a brickbat, and in weight each of them about twenty pounds, of which we took the burden on ourselves to ease them. Drake clearly sees himself as an enemy of the Spanish, describing them in negative terms with words which reveal the attitudes of the day as much as they reveal a description of the Spanish. In the next episode, Drake continues northwards, heading up the western coast of South America and Central America, past today's Peru and Ecuador, along with the countries of Central America, and eventually reaching Mexico.